Hello and welcome to the Tech Disruptors podcast hosted by Bloomberg Intelligence, the research arm of Bloomberg LP. In this series, we talk with CEOs and other company executives about how their companies are disrupting the tech landscape. I'm John Butler. I cover tech and telecom companies for Bloomberg Intelligence, and I'm very pleased to have Vlad Shmunis, CEO of RingCentral, with us today. RingCentral has come up with a truly compelling solution for cloud-based business voice services, but there is so much more to this story. The company is now a fully diversified unified communications provider and really a best-in-class company, according to a recent Gartner ranking on four key UCAS use cases. So with that, Vlad, I thought you could elaborate a bit on RingCentral's background for those listeners that may not know the company. And if you could tie in a bit of, of commentary about how you're disrupting what I see as a $60 billion plus opportunity in voice and unified communications. Terrific. John, thank you for having me and thank you for this very kind introduction. So like you say, for folks that might not be familiar with us, we are a pure play business SaaS provider. We are actually one of the original service providers in the world. I'm, I'm the founder. So we started the company back in 1999. So that's, uh, you know, a couple of decades ago now, time flew. And we had a very simple idea in mind. And the idea was that you could deliver telecommunications in a new way. And what was a new way using the internet and using what we now call the cloud or software as a service. This was before those terms were coined, but the idea was that rather than asking customers and customers would be businesses. So rather than asking them to continue doing things the old way and the old way was, and continues to be, you buy a piece of equipment called a key system or a PBX, you put that piece of equipment in the closet somewhere. You have some IT personnel, uh, maintenance engineers attend to it, and you would hook up traditional business phones uh, that would be landline only. So you'd have a phone-like device with a wire going into some closet somewhere. And that's how you would uh, communicate to people within your own organization, as well as uh, to the outside world. And that was all fine, except that's the way that people were doing business back in the madman days. Okay. And uh, technology has moved on, you know, and there were a few mega trends uh, that we thought uh, we could leverage. And there were basically three major mega trends. One was uh, proliferation of the internet and broadband internet in particular at fairly uh, affordable prices with fairly good quality, good enough to do telephony, telecommunications over the internet. So that was one major, major trend. The other one was rapid ascent of wireless devices. And to be honest, we predate the smartphone a little bit, but not by very much. And even in our early days, there were already smartphone-like devices emerging, okay? If some of you may remember old Nextel devices, they already had a sort of mini browser built in and, you know, people were already experimenting with internet in, in a mobile device in a bulk top, okay? And last but not least, 
was globalization. This notion is a little bit under attack now, it seems like. But guess what? Most, certainly every large business is distributed nationally and in most cases internationally. And even very many smaller organizations are also quite distributed in nature with their employees or associates doing work for multiple locations. So again, for your madman fans, everything that was true then is not true anymore. And it was not I, true... I... I want to pick up on that, though, because that is such an important point. And I think that the one concern that I hear coming back is, yes, but why fix it if it ain't broke? And so my question is, you do have a compelling solution, a soft phone, if you will, replacing that hard phone on the desk, the PBX. But if they're already installed, they're in place and they're working, what is the selling proposition that is allowing you to succeed? So where you win, how are you winning? Where we win and where it becomes you know, very easy to win is when we remind people that their employees are no longer office bound. That systems that works, and they do work, but it only works in your office. It does not work in your home. It does not work in your, it does not work on a train, plane, you know, automobile, etc. Very importantly, it works in one office only. So if again, as I mentioned, most businesses are now distributed, then when you travel from one location to another location, then you're disconnected. Your phone doesn't ring anymore. Your mobile device does, but that's your personal device. So the insight that we had back then in 1999 was that you could actually solve all of that in a cost-efficient and a user-friendly manner by simply delivering business communications functionality through the cloud. Again, what we now call the cloud. Okay. And we, we were early, we were very early because for many years, John, we heard exactly what you just articulated, which is ain't broke, don't fix it. And, but slowly but surely people started understanding that as a matter of fact, you know, sorry, I'll do another, you know, analogy here, but, you know, very unfortunately the queen, you know, just passed, right? And it's how right. to turn the TV on. Without seeing the coronation ceremony, her own, her father's, her grandfather's, you know, now King Charles's, you know, they're all riding this very ornate golden carriage, which is also not broke. It, it's a perfectly fine carriage. Most people don't ride in carriages anymore. Most people do cars and electric cars and so forth. And that's how we feel about traditional telephony, traditional telecommunications. It's a fine looking quaint carriage. The world has moved on. Okay. Right. So we are right. the next generation. So yeah. So history of the company is we started with that vision. We were bootstrapping the company for a number of years. We have finally gotten institutional funding back in 2006. And it was pretty storybook since then. We were uh, funded by some of the world's best VCs. Sequoia Capital was the lead investor. Closely Ventures was also in Series A, coming out of Kleiner Perkins. We were approximately a $10 million business. We IPO'd seven years later to the day almost, uh, maybe $150 million business. And this year, nine years after the IPO, we're a $2 billion business. And, and you've made the leap to full unified communications provider. 
And I'd and, love to talk about that. We're on your video platform as we speak right now. I'm probably most excited about your contact center offering because if you look at cloud-based contact center, of all the verticals within that UCAS, broadly speaking, that UCAS market, contact center is probably one of the most promising. And I've heard you say and some of your colleagues there how customers are increasingly looking for that full package, not just the cloud-based PBX, but also contact center and full UCAS capabilities. Can you talk a little bit about how that product is going and some of the trends you're seeing, not only in that market segment, but tie it in, if you would, Vlad, to the broader UCAS market? Right. No, I fully agree. Uh, and there is a saying, you kill once, you kill again. So we killed once, we killed the PBX. So what's next up is a contact center, right? It's a close adjacency. If you think about it, the PBX is used mostly for, you know, intra-business communication. So you talk to your co-workers via an in-house phone system, as well, of course, as people can call you from the outside, but you're not talking usually to a professional dedicated contact center agent who would be specializing in a particular area. So when you call up United Airlines or, you know, 1-800-Flowers and one of those, right, you will talk to a dedicated person, okay? That person will be using something called a contact center. Just like with the PBX, uh, it started on-prem, yeah? So what's on-prem? Again, a box of some kind with some functionality. And with all of those limitations that we just went over for the PBX case. So not great for distributed call centers, does not take advantage of mobility, does not take advantage of wireless, broadband, etc. So this is just chapter two in the same playbook is contact center needs to move from on-prem to the cloud. There is also a very interesting fact out there, maybe some folks don't quite appreciate, is that historically winners in the contact center place space and major providers of PBXs were one and the same. So the company that was and still is leading in the legacy market is Avaya, okay? They have most contact center seats as well as most deployed PBX seats on-prem. I, I actually did not, did not know that. Yeah. And I'd love to talk about, that's a great segue into your partnerships because I think one of the things that struck me most when I first started hearing about Ring Central and learning the story in depth was the power of the partnerships you've got with Avaya Mitel, Alcatel, Lucent, Atos, and I'm wondering if you could speak a bit as to how the partnerships work exactly, and in particular, what you're doing with these large PBX providers in the sense that you're sort of displacing seats as you work with them, and yet the partnerships are going well. So I was hoping you could elaborate a bit. Sure. So first, again, partnerships and just to tie up, you know, to, to the last point we were discussing, point is businesses and enterprises are used to buying their contact center and their PBX from the same manufacturer. This is not true 100%, but it's true in majority of cases, probably two thirds, three quarters of the cases, if not more. Okay. So there is power in contact center and the PBX together 
whether it be on-prem or through the cloud, in our case, pure play cloud provider. Okay, partnerships. Look, we talk, we talk about when people ask why it's essential, why you're a success. We go, you know what, we'll give you a tip. What's a tip? It stands for trust, innovation, and partnerships. Okay. Trust is the platform is robust, five ninths availability. That's something like under five minutes of downtime per year. We've been at it for, I think, four years plus and counting. Innovation, we are simply the most advanced, most robust, most feature complete uh, PBX uh, in the market today. And uh, we have uh, 5 million seats and $2 billion of uh, recurrent revenue to show for it. Okay. But none of this would be, I don't know if it wouldn't, wouldn't be possible, but I think it take longer and it wouldn't be as pronounced, but for our partnerships. And indeed, Avaya that I mentioned is a valued partner and Avaya comes from the legacy world. And again, they have hundreds plus million PBX seats they sold over time. And I think over 5 million contact center seats that they sold over time. Well, guess what? None of those seats are in the cloud. So our partnership with Avaya, in fairness, is concentrated about their PBX base. You know, there is some overlap, of course, but it's mostly about the PBX. But the idea there is that as those seats are migrating to the cloud and there is core belief that over time, every PBX seat, and we're talking four to 500 million installed PBX seats worldwide. Uh, that a uh, majority of them, maybe all of them will eventually end up in the cloud. Okay. So the arrangement we have with Avaya, which we believe, and you know, I think they would agree is a win-win is as those seats are peeling off their on-prem platforms, there is a differentiated product offering that makes it easy for customers to migrate to a ring central cloud product. It's called, we call it ACO, stands for Avaya Cloud Office by Rig Central. So, you know, there is a co-branding there element and that's, that's what we see. Okay. And uh, we've announced in the last quarter one before that we have in excess of half a million seats that have migrated that way. That's a large number because it's still very, very early for the cloud, but uh, well, that's recurring there. revenue too. It's all recurrent revenue, hundred yeah. percent recurrent revenue, and they're hundred percent paying seats too. So some people are showing us their numbers. Our, our customers are all paying exactly, and I think your yeah. most successful partnership is with Microsoft and Microsoft Teams. And I think a lot of people think, gee, if, if people buy Teams, they're buying voice along with it, but that's not always the case. And I was hoping you could. Talk a little bit about how that partnership is unfolding. And also, Vlad, if you could just speak to the concern that Microsoft seems to be offering some voice services with it. And so is there any sort of threat in their increasing move into voice? Right. You know what? My, you know, look, I started this company in 1999. I had a prior business also in the communication space with Salto Motorola that was started in 1992. You know, I had honest jobs for a few years prior to that. I tell you what, my entire career, it was very hard to avoid Microsoft. You know, they're obviously the penultimate for company to this day, certainly in the B2B space, you know, Microsoft Office, Outlook, now Microsoft Teams, you know, it's, it's just a fact of life. So to their credit, they make it possible for people like us to integrate into their ecosystem. Okay. And while in many cases they have 
products that may overlap, it's still, uh, you know, it's left up to the customer in many cases who to choose. And there's a case in point, you know, they have a product called Microsoft Dynamics. Microsoft Dynamics is a direct competitor to Salesforce. Salesforce is a very, very successful company. You know, I think their conference is on right now and half of San Francisco is now closed for traffic because of that. Okay. <laughs> Which we're painfully aware of that fact, you know, and right. So you can coexist and with Microsoft Teams in particular, yes, it is true that there is something called Microsoft Phone, which frankly they've had for a long, long time. And it does some of what we do. It does not do nearly all of what we do. And if you have, call it lightweight needs, maybe it's okay. But if a business is interested about its voice communications, is serious about it, look, we are at five nines of reliability. Teams is not. We are in 45 countries. Teams is not. Maybe like 10 or 11, I think. Okay. There is a much, much deeper feature set. There are many more integrations. We have an app gallery with many hundreds of integrations. You got to remember, we, we, we've been at it for over 20 years, you know, with a dedicated team. So Microsoft is an important integration point for us. It's a channel, if you will. I don't know if it's the most important one. You know, we have other important partners. We talked about Avaya. We have, you know, some companies here and there you may have heard of. AT, Verizon, British Telecom, Deutsche Telecom, Vodafone, you know, to name a few. So I've, there are many. I've heard of a few of them. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'd love to. I'd love to switch gears and talk a little bit about the competition. So the UCAS market is arguably right now a bit crowded. You and some others have done a great job really standing out from the crowd. And I'm wondering if we could start first with Zoom. And, you know, people seem to be navigating or migrating to the use of Zoom almost as a calling tool. But I think you've done a good job battling that. And I was wondering if you could talk a bit about what your thoughts are on where the world is headed in UCAS over the next three to five years and how Ring has won and hopefully will continue to win a new business by standing out in a crowded marketplace. Well, so firstly, look, if there were no competition, the only time there is no competition is when there is no market. Even Microsoft has competition in its core business, which is operating systems and, you know, the productivity suite, you know, Oracle has plenty of competition in databases, Salesforce has competition in their various clouds. Everyone has competitors. So number one is uh, folks need to realize that these are giant markets. Okay. There is a UC replacement opportunity. You pegged it at 60 billion. Our back of the envelope says more like a hundred billion. It's a staggering amount anyway. Okay. 60, a hundred, very big number, very early penetration. Context center market is actually, it's, it's rapidly growing for the cloud. It's actually a much smaller market in fairness. It's more like 15 billion is where right. most analysts yep. have it you know, versus 50, 60 or so, but it's a clear adjacency and it's a very sticky market. It's a good market. So point I'm making is that there will most likely be more than one company left standing. It's not going to be all Microsoft or all Zoom or all Ring, you know, and even between among the three of us, there still will be smaller companies because, you know, you're not going to stifle innovation and 
you know, there may be a thing or two that somebody selects for whatever reason. Having said that, our core belief is that there will be a small number of large at scale competitors that will emerge and be left standing. And we believe we will be one of them. Okay. If you think about it, we also have a little acronym for it. Our product is called Ring Central MVP. MVP stands for message video phone. And it also helps that Golden State Warriors is a valued partner and customer of ours. And this was a really easy word for me to remember. Okay. MVP. So, 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 so look, we all commented from different directions. Ring Central is leading with a phone. That is our genesis. That is what we're really good at. And as you mentioned, Gartner has just recognized as leading in four out of four categories. So you can get much better than that. Yes. You know, Agreed. small business, big business, mobility, you know, productivity, right? If, okay. Those are the categories. So if people are phone centric and there is a staggering number of businesses that are phone centric, for example, any B2C interaction is phone-centric. When you're calling, uh, you know, your doctor's office, your local pizza parlor, you know, you, I don't know, <laughs> you know, bacon. Your local uh, car mechanic, yeah. it's all your car B2B mechanic. or B2C. You're going to call by phone, okay? Sometimes if they're of size, you'll end up in their call center. Well, Wolverine Central has that. If they're less of size, they'll just use a phone system, okay? And one thing about the central phone system, look, it started out as a replacement of the PBX, but even before we start talking about expansion into messaging and video, it's much more than a simple PBX that many people, you know, imagine. It has many contact center functionalities already embedded in, okay? That's where we win, okay? Microsoft did a very good job. People use Teams a lot for intercompany communications. It's also true that people mostly use Teams in enterprises. Small businesses are not really using Teams that much, at least as of yet. Right. But Microsoft has a very strong position in larger enterprises and especially messaging-oriented, really displacing Slack in many of those situations, okay? And then, of course, Zoom, that, you know, most people have experienced, is leading with video. So if your primary use case is video, sure, you know. But I can tell you that just like with Microsoft, there are many accounts that will use Teams for messaging and they'll use us for telephony. Same with Zoom. People will use Zoom for video and us for telephony. Now, there is convergence, MVP, message video phone, for central. We have messaging with a video that we are now using. As you can see, it's, it's a good product. You know, it's it quite usable. Yep. We have many, many people using it. It's not as well known as Zoom's, but Zoom's phone is not as well known as, you know, Ring Central. Right, <laughs> right. So, right. So, so, so look, I think in the end, there, I mean, obviously Microsoft is a, you know, giga company, but, you know, Zoom's what, about $4 billion, we are, you know, $2 billion. We're growing a bit faster than they, you know, still, you know, we're growing with the, you know, we're in a quiet period here, but historically we've been growing, you know, it's kind of with a three hand, we'll call it. Okay. And that's good. So we will somehow find a way to coexist. We all have our strengths. We all have our roadmaps and we will all do well. 
you know. So I, I want to pick up on that, actually, on the $2 billion run rate that you alluded to on the top line and how you recently said on a call that you're not going to sacrifice growth for profitability, but that profitability has grown and growth in the margin in particular, margin expansion has always been a focus for you and will remain a, a keen focus for Ring Central. And I thought we could wrap up today's discussion with some talk about that because you are entering sort of a new, larger phase of life, if you will, and your profitability is improving. The margin is improving. And so particularly this in this tough environment, Vlad, I was wondering if you could leave us with some thoughts on, on your what you're doing there to improve the margin and profits overall. Absolutely. Let's start at the very Ring Central is a pure cloud, pure SaaS business. We are not a telco, okay? We don't have telco like CapEx. We don't have telco like margins. Our margins, if I remember right, last sprint were 82.7%. That is, that's a gross margin. That is best in class SaaS, okay? Now, with that type of a margin, any business with that type of a margin can be made to throw off meaningful and at scale massive amount of cash, okay? And we are of size now to where we can start, if you will, harvesting all of the seeds we've been sowing in literally in the last 20 years, okay? So we have very healthy top-line margin. And we have a fairly mature product. There is still a lot to do, but the core is very solid and very well differentiated. Okay. So with that, what we said, and uh, you know, we will double down on this is we are a fundamentally highly profitable enterprise that is capable of meaningful shareholder returns on dollar for dollar basis. Forget multiples, forget valuations, you know, markets come and go, you know, what doesn't come and go is underlying profitability. And even before that, under underlying value proposition, our value proposition, very simple. We will come into a business, we will save the money while delivering time of improvements in workforce productivity. We are in the end, a productivity tool. So you get to get more for less. Who doesn't like that? You know, that's the pitch more for less. Okay. Now with that, there is a balance between growth and profitability. That's just the nature of it. But given size of the platform, given the brand that we've already established and given the, you know, global refocusing on profitability, which I basically personally find to be a very healthy, you know, way of looking at things, you know, large businesses right. Should, right. should be profitable, you know, old, old school. Yeah. So here we are, look, we are profitable. We've delivered our best margin of this operating margin now, not gross margin, operating yes. margin. I think it was 11.3%, which was our best ever while still maintaining high growth. We're not going to guide on this call and especially we're in a quiet period. And look, obviously there are macro realities out there and the macro is tough and it's tough for everyone. You know, nobody's immune, but we have a very good product, very good value proposition. We are confident in our ability to grow both the top line and the bottom line and to do so 
in a way that exceeds market averages, at least market averages in our, in our segment. Okay. And that's really all we can do. We're saying that these storms, first, they are not forever. You know, good weather is not forever. Bad weather is also not forever. I agree. Uh, yeah. I think the economy will plow through. U.S. will plow through. We will plow through. You know, we'll be fine. We'll emerge stronger. And for as long as we have products that customers like, they will continue referring us. We'll be getting more customers, more partners. And, uh, you know, maybe it's a little bit unfair, but, you know, rich get richer, strong get stronger. We'll learn from every engagement. When we sign up, just recently we announced, you know, Fortune 500 business that converted to Ring Central, Rider, Ride Communications, right? Trucks, Rider Trucks. Right. That's a giant company. Well, they had an infrastructure of legacy systems and they, they replaced with Ring Central. A little bit before we announced TCU, Texas Christian University, okay? Another, you know, major brand, if you will. As long as we have people like that, first is a great reference cases, okay? But also we'll learn from those engagements, you know? When we sign a new, we call them GSP, global service provider. When we sign, you know, AT&T, we'll learn from them. It makes us, it easier for us to sign up Verizon. Verizon makes it easier for us to sign up Vodafone and so forth, okay? Uh, great reference we'll accounts, in other words. Well, uh, but then it's more than that uh, a little bit. Yes, great reference accounts, but I'm not just name dropping. I'm saying that we also learn from each of those. Okay. Understood. Yeah. You understand, right? They have, a, they, I they do. have their requirements that we can leverage with the next one. And we feel good about that. We think there is a very long way ahead. You cast market as a whole, cast in, you know, communication as a service. Look, we are 5 million seats and uh, people peg us at 25%, 25%, 30%. So maybe overall market is, you know, 25 million, but this is what? Out of four to 500 million, we're talking 5%. So huge runway ahead. And, uh, you know, here we are. We'll, I, we'll continue getting our fair share. I wish you all the best. Vlad Schmunis, thank you very much for joining us today. I could talk all day about this. It's, it's a great opportunity. And again, I wish you the best of luck. Thank you for your time today.